from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, and my daughter is my co-host today. She's also the co-host of the George Camel, who is a big star this week on uh, Smart Money Happy Hour, but George's new YouTube channel launched, and uh, he's a big deal now. I know. He's diversifying the love on the internet. He's he's, he's doing other stuff now, so I... Well, that's a nice uh, way we, of saying he abandoned you. He, I felt a little bit. <laughs> no, no, it's great. I really am. It's a, it's such a great, it's such a great channel. He's done such a good job with it. So he yeah, has. the it's George a, Camel new YouTube channel. Yeah. You need to check it out. So Camel good. with a K, and check out Smart Money Happy Hour. Anyway, the phone number here, if you want to talk, is free, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. Thank you for jumping in. John's going to start this hour in Oklahoma City. Hey, John, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave and Rachel, thanks so much for taking my call. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, my question for you guys today is about the adjusted gross income limits, uh, you know, the income limit to be able to contribute to the Roth uh, uh-huh. IRA. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2022, like, you know, my wife and I already, we already contributed like our 6000 each, you know, a couple months ago toward the 2022 year. Um, however, we just we just filed our taxes with our uh, tax guy yesterday and learned that we made just over the adjusted gross income limit, apparently, um, which I think is 214 uh, for 2022. And apparently we made 215,000. So I'm I hate like, it well, when you make too much money. <laughs> that happens all the time. Gosh, he missed it by a thousand dollars, though. <laughs> it's like, man, right there. Yeah, you're okay. You're just going to have to do some gymnastics. Okay. Um, are okay. you working with a smart investor pro or with a good investment broker that's helping you do this? No, sir. Okay. Uh, reach out to one of our smart investor pros. You're going to have to undo the Roth that you did because you don't qualify for a Roth. And so that's okay. going to, that's going to get backed out. Okay. And then you make an investment. You need to do what's called a backdoor Roth, but you can't do it from where you are. So you got to back out from where you are back to even. Okay. Now, a okay. backdoor Roth, I do them, and my income is more than that. So um, a backdoor Roth is where you make an after tax traditional IRA contribution, which is very weird. Okay. And then okay. instantaneously, 30 seconds later, roll it to a Roth. There's no taxes due when you do that, um, but you're not allowed to put money into a Roth, but you're allowed to roll money into a Roth regardless of your income. And so what we're doing is we're opening up an after-tax, which Roth is after-tax as well. We're doing an after-tax traditional, and you roll it to a Roth 30 seconds later. So now you've got the money into a Roth. And your your SmartVestor Pro at RamseySolutions.com, find somebody in your area you like that can help you back out of the one you're in and then set up the after-tax and do the backdoor rollover. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I think I'm following you, and I can talk with the SmartVestor Pro about other questions. Yeah, and I feel like, like, too, that whole idea of the backdoor Roth is something that I feel like a lot of people don't realize, and they don't, they don't even know is an option either. So that's why I think having someone in your corner, an investment professional in general, is such a great idea because they – they know these types of things and even more of like, hey, how, what can we do 
from an estate level planning to your future to retirement, everything. Uh, what what's best to be able to take advantage of these things that you may not even know, John? And 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 frankly, most people don't. I mean, there's the idea of a backdoor Roth. Some people have never even heard of it. So exactly, it's it's, it's technically a loophole. One of these days, they're going to write into one of these laws and close it. It's technically a loophole because the you know the the very purpose of having the limits is to keep wealthy people from having a Roth uh, because wealthy people are supposed to be punished in America. So um, that's who we are now. Anyway, that's tax law. So that, yeah, that's the thing. So Rachel's exactly right. It's always good to get a smart investor pro, at least someone like that in your corner. And here's what you're looking for to remind you folks out there, because we've got a lot of new people. When you're hiring a smart investor pro, you're always looking for someone that does not have the heart of a salesman. Instead, they have the heart of a teacher. Yeah. Because you, 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 the, you do not need to do things with your money because Rachel said to do them with your money or Dave said to do them with your money or some goober in a suit at an investment place said to do them with your money. It's your freaking money. And the number of times you have more money than the person you're talking to is not that unusual. Well, and I think what's hard with investing specifically, because I even felt this way when Winston and I first were looking at retirement and all of that, it, it, it can be so intimidating because there's terms, there's, you know, even having to follow a map of like, okay, this to that. And what is that again? I'm confused here. I mean, it's just, you're learning a whole new set of knowledge. For most people, it's a yeah, whole it new is. set of knowledge. So to have somebody who's a professional sitting on the other end of the desk that you feel like, okay, you're actually a person I can talk to and I don't feel stupid. I can ask but questions. Their job is to educate is you. Is to teach you this. Not to wag, wag their finger and, and you a, should do it just because they said. That's right. And a big part of learning, though, is getting your questions answered and learning so much, we say, to the point that when you walk out of that building, that you could explain to a fifth grader what you just did with your money. Like you, you need the basic knowledge, the overall knowledge of what happened. And again, people don't do that in the investment world. They sit across from somebody they're intimidated. This person's saying this, this, and this, and they just say, sure, that sounds great. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I trust you, go, do, and that's not that's the way That's a bad idea. Let me tell you what go. that gives you. It gives you, when you trust somebody, you just throw it across, and you don't know what the flip's going on, two things are going to happen to you in your life. One is, every time you hear bad news about the economy and the stock market on the news, you're going to freak out, because you don't know what the flip is going on. Number two, you're going to get conned. You very seldom get screwed on things you understand, but you'll get screwed and conned. And let me tell you, more often than not, someone that's going to mess you over and screw you over is not a, an actual con artist. They're just stupid, and they're, enthousi they're enthusiastic ignoramuses. And they've talked themselves into it, and then they talk you into it and, because somebody talked them into it. And... and that's all of it. And nobody, nobody in the whole chain decided to stop and go, how the flip does this really work anyway? That's a good point because ignorance is as dangerous as a con artist because you're like, oh my gosh, if they really don't understand or know what they're doing on that end, yeah, or they got sold some idea or some product and they're trying to get you in it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm convinced that a lot of people that sell whole life life insurance are that. They really believe it, that it's yeah. great. Yeah, and they're just ignorant. Mm -hmm. They're just enthusiastic ignoramuses. And that they don't last. I mean, ninety something percent of the people sell whole life are gone in the. They they don't even last one year in the business, because once they start figuring out that the stuff is as bad as it is, that people with honor and integrity won't sell it. But they but but boy, buddy, they get all fired up about it. 
and, and open up a Tic Tac account, you know, there you go. This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author many times over, host, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour. My daughter is my co-host today. Hey, when folks are calling us for advice on their money, you can hear how worn down they are sometimes. When you're living paycheck to paycheck, you feel like you're getting your teeth kicked in. Been there, done that. Sometimes your family's falling apart, you're stuck in a cycle, and the worst part is you don't think there's any way out. Well, you do not have to accept that. It does not have to be that way. I know it's scary, and I know you've had the crap beat out of you. Me too. I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. And sometimes it's your fault. I know what that feels like. I've got a PhD in DUMB. I know what it looks like to do stupid with zeros on the end. I've done it. But we're going to do something special for you. Or maybe you know someone that's like that. Or maybe you know somebody who's just kind of hovering around the edges of this common sense Ramsey stuff. This Saturday, we're doing a free live stream from our Smart Conference Weekend. Now, the smart conference is sold out, so just go ahead and get your FOMO going. You missed it, but we're going to stream for free the first couple of hours and hear me speak briefly, and Rachel Cruz and George Camel both are going to do their talk about how to get your income up, control your spending, change your mindset. Sign up for free at RamseySolutions.com slash live. Rachel, give them a... Uh, little preview what are you gonna be talking about a smart conference? i know so it's, so it's just george and i's talk right because we have other keynotes throughout the whole day so yes. it's just the morning okay perfect yeah i'm talking about the four lies that our culture our society believes about money so it's everything from the stuff you hear you know with debt and all that but also your identity and how much that is placed that scorecard is so huge in america about your number right whether it's your income what you make how much money you have like it has become this identity where your net worth has become your self-worth. And so kind of unpacking that and how do you look at money in a healthy way? That's one of the lies um, talking about that you, you're you not supposed to do this alone. And again, so much of our world applauds independence and there's like a healthy level of independence, but then also you can become so isolated because you're so independent doing your own thing versus bringing people in and living in community. And uh, John Deloney talks a lot about friendships and relationships and how key that is to having a holistic life so that obviously plays into your money too so we could talk about that so uh it's a really fun talk i'm really excited about it, it is, minutes, it's, it's a great it's gonna talk. be it's gonna be great so george camel rachel cruz both talking and teaching money first thing in the morning on saturday morning this coming saturday day after tomorrow the sold out smart conference you can join for free for the first two lessons just uh 
well, the first two lessons on Saturday morning anyway, um, just jump in at RamseySolutions.com slash free and you can register. Ramsey, slash events. Slash events. Or live. It is free. No, Whoa, it's, it's don't live. hit that mic. It, it's live. Are you sure? It says, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at a monitor over there. Okay. That says slash live. Yeah, there we go. Okay. I dropped my copy, but there we go. Slash, slash live. live. We got Did lots of places. Figure it out. It's at RamseySolutions.com. But slash live is Google, what the copy I'm sure, says. It, I'm sure it'll come so up. The, don't miss this live stream and spread the word. Put it out on your social. Tell people. It's completely freaking free. So if you don't like it, just turn it off. But you're going to love it. All right. Lisa is with us. Lisa is in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Well, thank you, Dave. Good afternoon. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up? So... My husband and I, we have a blended family. Um, he has two children from a previous marriage, and I have four children from a previous marriage and three grandchildren. Of late, uh, each of the children, for various reasons and in different circumstances, have gotten themselves into a situation where they need help, which is understandable. Um, uh, the last of the brood are 17-year-old twins who will be graduating high school this year, and the oldest would be my 31-year-old daughter and her three children. And so we've got everything in between. Um, we're trying to figure out where to draw the line to help them and not enable them. I don't believe that money is the answer to everything. That's just not how I view money. And I don't want them to think that either. And we are certainly not independently wealthy um we work very hard for what we have we so what was the last request that spurred this call hello I'm sorry what was the last request from a kid that spurred this call well um my second oldest daughter who is 21 got into some trouble at school and it looks like there's going to need to be money paid out. And my oldest daughter got into an automobile accident where the car was totaled. And then she had to admit to me that not only was she behind on the car payments, but did not pay the insurance. Okay. Uh, your, your youngest getting criminal act or your middle one criminal activity. Uh, misdemeanor. Yep. She, she got in trouble and it, it looks like there may be some, restitution that might be being requested um, she's a junior in college like how much uh, it's undetermined I, I really won't know anything well ten thousand one thousand I'm, I'm gonna say maybe five okay uh lisa my knee jerk is which granted i have three little ones at home and i'm realizing after you experience parenting you have different opinions on stuff. So so Rachel in 10 years may have a different opinion, Lisa. I'm going to humbly say that. So to me, the 21-year-old, are you still? Are they still under you financially, your daughter? Is she, are you guys paying for school? Are you helping her out? Or is she completely independent financially? She is not completely independent with all of my children. I've tried to follow the same protocol. As soon as she turned 18, I had the cell phone put into her name. She pays for that. I just turned over the vehicle that I was allowing her to drive in her name. Uh, within the last two or three months, I put the insurance in her name, and she pays that. If she needs help with her bills, 
Yeah. Um, she knows that she comes to me and I'm willing to help out because I know that school is becoming more taxing. Sure. But those part of being an adult, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because for the 21 year old with with a whole criminal thing and you're a junior in college, all of that, for some reason I have as a parent, I feel the need to 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 step into that situation. Um faster than I would the 31 year old in the car payment and the insurance because to me I'm like the why why on both of these is always the question I want to ask so you know for the junior in college so there's obviously behave there's choices that are being made in life that are not wise so there's a big thing there that's not necessarily a money issue it's become a money issue because she may have to pay five thousand dollars or whatever it may be so you helping pay the financial side of that while walking with her through life and saying, hey, how can I walk beside you as your mom and love you well and understand what caused the situation? Like, that's one thing for me. The 31-year-old, I'm like, okay, so then why are you behind on your car payment? Why are you behind on your insurance? Because that's an adult problem. Like, that's a, to me, like, that's a that's an adult problem. Like, you, you didn't pay something that you're supposed to be paying. And so why is that? Is it because you don't have the money? Is it because you're not keeping up with payments and all that? So asking that why question is really big for me, Lisa, to understand, am I enabling or am I helping? But that 21-year-old, for some reason, my heart was just like, whoo, that's not a money problem. Yes, it's become a money problem, but there's life choices that are occurring there that I would want to step into fast. The level of help that we would extend uh, would be uh, based on really two things. How repentant are they? And repentance means turning away so we were walking towards stupid or we were running towards stupid. We not only stopped, but now we're running the other way. That is repentance. I'm never going to do this again. I'm completely changing whatever behavior that caused this in either of these cases, and I'm running the other way. I just need some help this one time to turn the corner. That is repentance. If that is not there in spades, I mean like enthusiastic repentance, just let them bathe in it. Let them bathe in the pain. If that is there, and then you can figure out how you can, on a one-time basis, help them move towards smart from dumb with a little bit of cash on a one-time basis, then that's good. Where we just continually are bailing them out, that's enabling. Or where you're bailing out someone who's not repentant, then you want good things for them more than they do. And only, Lisa, if you guys have the money. You said we're not financially Yeah, well, only you know, if you have if the If you cash. don't have the cash, you can't help. You can't help. So, you just, sorry. Just that. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host. It is Financial Literacy Month, and we're celebrating the incredible work of incredible teachers that help us with foundations in personal finance and all the work they're doing. Our foundations in personal finance curriculum for high schoolers, uh, teaching them common sense about money, is now in 48% of the high schools. That means there's 52% that don't have it. That's a problem because everyone should be learning this stuff. Uh, we have one of our foundations. Uh, financial literacy is an important subject. We don't talk about it with our kids enough. That's why we created this Foundations of Personal Finance Curriculum. It's now been taught, as I said, in 48% of the high schools. Over 6 million students have now been through this. We've got one of the foundation's teachers on the show with us today to celebrate this month. Orlando is a teacher in Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, Orlando, how are you? 
Dave, I'm doing great. It was great to talk to you. All my students are excited that I'm talking to Uncle Dave and the Rachel Cruz. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, Dra- Uncle Dave and Cousin Rachel. There we there go. go. There you go. I love it. So what, what school do you teach at, Orlando? So I teach at Memphis University School right here in Memphis, Tennessee, not far down the road from you. We're a private high school of about roughly 700 kids, uh, college preparatory school, uh, big academic excellence, good athletics, and just always teaching the boys how to do right here. Very cool. So it's a boys' school. It's all males? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yep. Love it. That's interesting. All right. So how long have you been teaching foundations? Uh, found a, the literal curriculum that you have put out, we've only done really for the last three years. One of our great alumni decided to donate it to the school. But, Dave, I've been teaching your principals for at least the last 10 years here at the school. I've listened to the show for a lot of years, and to be honest with you, I've memorized pretty much all of your lines and all of your curriculum. And so we've had it in some way, shape, or form for about the last 10 years, and the kids absolutely love it. That's so great. So, Orlando, if it's been over a decade of teaching just the principals in general, do you have students that come back after they graduate or they go to college or even after college and they come back and they're like, oh, my gosh, what you talked about with money in our class, I used it and there's like success stories around it? son uh, who's 24 now uh, really took to it and he started his own financial blog uh, it was, it's a uh, financial literacy blog and what was funny about it, his first post in it was I had to sit there and listen to unsolicited lectures about Dave Ramsey's principles <laughs> but it finally took and he's on path to being a millionaire one of my best success stories a young man named JJ Johnson currently a senior at Vanderbilt uh, he had been at one of my summer camps. I work with a group called uh, uh, Rising Together Foundations. And what I do is financial literacy for young kids. JJ was a counselor, so, sat there, listened to it, and took the knowledge and said, man, i got to do something at Vanderbilt. Got together with a couple of his friends, Gabby Martin and Kevin West, and they started Money Readers right there at Vanderbilt because he saw Vanderbilt students just taking loans left and right, not knowing how to manage their money and not understanding compound interest. So J.J. got together with them and started that group. And I get uh, young people all the time, alums, calling me. A lot of times they're asking advice. Hey, I'm getting ready to open a Roth IRA. What do you think? (laughs) That's amazing. That's very cool. I'm like a doctor. I'm on call. Just call me. I'm ready to go to talk to you. (laughs) I love it. You're a good teacher. That's amazing. You are a great teacher. Thank you. We need people like you all over the place in America. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely. um, It's more of a thankless job than it used to be to be a teacher these days um and uh and it shouldn't be so we we admire you we appreciate you all of you that are teachers we uh it's an incredible incredible calling okay so you're in the classroom with juniors and seniors and you're going through the uh, ramsey personal finance foundations curriculum what's the number one question you get from the kids okay so it's a million of them but what it is dave that they love and you do it all the time is the power of the compound interest. Mm. If you'll allow me, I'm going to give you a quick example. I did this the other day. The, I, I do the car example, and they love to see the car example. One guy purchases a brand-new car in America right now. It's 49.5. If he has good credits, about 9%, 72 months, that's 900 bucks a month. You're going to pay 64000 It's going to be worth about eighteen after seven years. That's a $46,000 loss. Then I take guy B and say he drove Uber, delivered pizzas, scrape together 2000 He takes the same $900 payment. Now, he's not going to be able to put all of it into a mutual fund, obviously, because he needs a sink fund for repairs, 
I know this because I've done it before. $200 a month for the sink fund for repairs, $300 a month to replace the car in two years. You'll have 7000 to replace it in two years and another 7000 to replace it. So, And then the other 400 goes into a mutual fund that outperforms the S&P. Now you've got a $52,000 gain versus a $46,000 loss. Now, mm-hmm. in my math, that's a $100,000 opportunity cost going to the guy that bought the $2,000 car. And the main difference between the two of them, the only other difference, one got looked to go to the stoplight. So when they see that math, they go nuts. And they're like, you get, Mr. McKay, tell us the next thing, because that's amazing. I want to see the next way that I can get compound interest working for me. Yeah, and they, powerful. numbers work, because I've done them in my own life. Yeah. And I'm on pace for millionaire status, even though I didn't start doing your stuff till I was 40. Wow. So the stuff works, and the kids love it, because they know it works. Orlando, thank you. Thank you for being who you are, for being the kind of man you are, the kind of teacher you are. Uh, and thank you for teaching the foundations and personal finance curriculum. You're a hero, man. You're absolutely amazing. And I think what's so refreshing about doing the high school, even that example of using a brand new car versus, you know, a $2,000 car is high school students. It's almost like they haven't been uh, <laughs> persuaded in culture and in life. Brainwashed. So brainwashed into believing again that it's like oh my gosh if i have a great car i have to have a great car there's something about the car that is such an identity piece to us as adults and they haven't experienced that yet so they it's almost like this purity that they're looking at these numbers because they're like they haven't felt that pressure in a really deep way besides as much as teenagers compare which i know they do but on in a really deep way so i'm like it's so fun to hear 16 17 year olds be like oh yeah well of course of course before they're tainted with the idea that like no you have to have a nice car you have to have a great car you have to have a great car and that's part of your quote-unquote success so it just it just shows that they they are sponges and these high schoolers they they are they are getting it winston and i were downtown last night for this concert event thing um and we were in the parking garage and this young girl i mean she probably was college or early 20s and yeah she stopped me and she's like i took your personal finance class oh my gosh you know so she was just telling me how how great it was she's like i still use this stuff today and i was like oh that's so great so wow, that's cool so they're just sponges i'm like if, so parents out there that's encouragement to you to start if you're not talking to your kids talking to your teenagers about money and some of you and businesses for, in the areas you could do what that and guy teachers did. yes a local a local entrepreneur sponsored that class paid for it for that high school yep. to get this class and get it in and, the classrooms. Uh, and man, you talk about investing. That's good investing mm-hmm. right there. That's awesome stuff. So we're we're celebrating, as we said, uh, the Financial Literacy Month. We do this with a teacher appreciation giveaway. If you are a in-class teacher of any kind, I don't care if you teach kindergarten through K through 12, if you teach in a class, you're a teacher. We want you to enter the Ramsey teacher appreciation giveaway no purchase is necessary sponsored by the army national guard one teacher randomly is going to be drawn and will win a five thousand dollar vacation of your choice we're going to write a check of five thousand dollars to whoever you say you want to go on vacation with and two more teachers are going to win three thousand dollar vacations each because lord knows a good teacher needs a vacation so there we go check it out go to ramseysolutions.com slash teacher to enter if you're not a teacher and you love one one that you had as a student or maybe you're married to a teacher or maybe your brother or sister is a teacher or whatever tell them to go to ramseysolutions.com slash teacher to enter 
This will end at the end of the month. April is Financial Literacy Month. This is our Teacher Appreciation Giveaway brought to you by the Army National Guard. Very cool stuff. These teachers are amazing. They're amazing, and we need to salute them. We need to back them. We need to support them, and this is just one little way we can do it here at Ramsey. This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Sean is with us in Washington, D.C. Hey, Sean, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and Rachel. Thanks for taking my call. I actually have a two-part question related to how military retirement and VA disability factor into retirement savings. Okay. And uh, just just a little background. My wife and I are both retired military. We're debt-free, and we're on baby steps four and six. We have, um, between our military retirement pensions and our VA disability, it's about 110000 a year. Mm-hmm. And then we both we both currently work and um, bring in an additional 125000 um, in income from those jobs. Wonderful. So, our, yeah, our assumption has been that we invest 15% of that retirement and VA disability, even though it's quote-unquote a pension. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my first question. Is that correct, according to the baby steps? Well, I mean, the purpose of baby step four, putting 15% away for retirement, is to build wealth. Um, and so, uh, obviously the more you put in the build wealth category, the more wealth there's going to be. So, um, I, I, um, I would tend towards agreeing with you in other words, because I want you to build a big old hairy nest egg and you have a great income. I don't know why you couldn't save. I mean, you make $250,000 between all of these sources and I don't know why you couldn't save $30,000 or $40,000. It's, you should be able to, and you're going to want that. Um, it's not as if you need it to eat. It's just a matter of building wealth at this point to be able to change your family tree, to be generous, to um, enjoy, and those kinds of things. But this is not a, oh, if you don't save, you're going to be eating dog food at retirement, because you're not. I mean, you've served your country. Thank you for that. And your country is giving you a wonderful uh, military retirement. Good. We should. And, um, you know, you guys served, and that's the deal you made. And, And so, yeah. That's good. And then you got the extra income on top of that. I would, I would save out of everything 15% because when we get to baby step seven and the house is paid off, we don't have a 15% rule. Then we say, you know, save all you can invest all you can give all you can and live all you can. We want to load it all up. And so that, that leads me to the second part of my question is, is there ever a time, you know, this income, the VA, re, VA disability and military retirement are essentially until we pass away. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a time where we say um, we don't need to invest it anymore? Or once we're retired and enjoying our retirement life, do we stop or is, do we keep going forever? I don't think you're going to need it. Okay. I mean, you, you, again, you, you know, you're going to have a pile of money. You're going to have these wonderful retirement benefits and you can continue to invest. Now, if you do not have an earned income, meaning all you have is military retirement and disability, you, you cannot do 401ks and Roth IRAs. You have to have an earned income to do those. 
So right, at right. that at yeah. that point, stopped, you'd be limited yeah. on that. But could you just put it in mutual funds? Sure, you could. I just don't think it's okay. ever going to be a thing where you're ever you having to make a choice between a good life and continuing to invest. I think both of those are going to coexist because you've done a wonderful job. Yeah, our dog, our dog, he heard me just mention money and he ran off because we're, I don't say we're gazelle intense now on paying off the house, but we're definitely white tailed deer intense. <laughs> so we, uh, we're working hard to get our house paid off so we can get the, uh, so we can really get into <laughs> I think that's accurate. I've seen both in the that's wild fair. and white tailed deer are definitely a lazier gazelle. <laughs> They're so fast. <laughs> they they so can go, but Sean. not like a gazelle. <laughs> John, thanks for your service. That's very cool. You and your family, we appreciate you. Asher's in Oklahoma City. Hey, Asher, what's up? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. So pretty much I'm trying to decide if I want to um, do step 3B to save for a house or if I should start 4, which I already did, and then save on top of that. Um, so when when are you looking to move? When do you want to buy a house? Well, I'm renting right now. I know. Do you, do you, no, I'm not looking. Are you in a position? I can afford it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Are you in a position, meaning life stage wise, that you're going to be staying in Oklahoma City for a bit? Do you see yourself being there permanently for, you know, multiple years? Um, At least for the foreseeable future, yeah. Okay. Okay. When do you want to buy? When I can. So I was, no, I, was I mean, when do you think to... you're actually going to be ready to buy? What's your plan? Well, I, I crunched the numbers and, um, it took about five and a half to six years if I didn't do um, baby step four at all. To, to save up five percent. To save up enough to send the recording my take home and a fifteen year fix. What do you make? Uh, Sixty seven base. What do you make? I made seventy seven last year. Okay, are you married? Nope. Okay. Why is it going to take you six years to save up a down payment? That's ridiculous. Uh, well. Um, $185,000 house so I did my numbers on and to be able to keep it under a quarter of my take home, I would need to save up like a hundred K. No, you must've done something wrong. <laughs> that doesn't work. Uh, you know, you, you're going to afford more than an $85,000 mortgage on a 15 year fixed at a quarter of your take home when you make a 80, 75 or $80,000 a year. So you, you messed up something on the math, dude. Um, yeah. And so that changes the formula so i i think what you gotta do is you gotta what i do might do is just holler at churchill mortgage and start talking to them about how this is going to work exactly what you've got to do get some real numbers and um if you're if you're take home if you got a bunch of crap coming out of your check other than taxes that's not what we mean by take-home pay what we mean by take-home pay is after tax okay so if you've got like an $800 health insurance thing or child support or a car payment going to your credit union or something like that, yeah. and you're calling that take-home pay, then that might mess up the numbers. Mm -hmm. But with what you make, you can qualify for more than you're talking about. And so then what you've got to do is you've got to, you know, because we're at a 6% rate right now, roughly, is where we're hovering right now on, on fixed rates on a 15-year. Yeah. And so. 68 uh, right no, just break. Uh, yeah, I was just running his numbers. Yeah, okay. Property tax, everything. So I had six point three at the beginning of the week. Maybe it jumped up. But, um, anyway, that's uh, uh, but right in there. And, and the the point here is that uh, you know, you get your numbers right, and 
then you start figuring out how you're going to do your down payment. But dude, you do not have to have $100,000 down on a $185,000 house. That's just not, that is not going to be where you end up. No, because this is even saying, you know, because we say for first time home buyers too, that, you know, the range really is from five to 20% is kind of like that ideal. 20% is great to avoid PMI. But if you're a first time home buyer, it can, you know, it can be as low as 5%. Now, don't quote me on this. This is just, I just pulled up a mortgage calculator real fast. It's looking like a down pay for a 15 year. No, not the down payment, the payment. He was concerned about getting the payment low enough that it was a fourth of that was his gonna hit. take home pay. Yeah, so. but his monthly, yeah, it would be a $1,600, uh, a $1,600 payment. Mm-hmm. On what? 185 grand? On 175 is on what I put in. And a down yeah. payment's $8,750, 5%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so but you I can, would run but those. But he's going to have to put down more than that because 1600 is going to be more than a fourth of his take home pay. pay on 7700 Yeah. So that's not what I'm talking about. But it's not going to be $100,000 down either. Right. To get the payment down low enough. So, um, it, it you know. You may have to have thirty down or forty down or something like that, and uh, and, and during, is, during this time, I assure your your income is going to be coming up. Yes, over those years, that's such a good point. Um, but it, but I will say because people they do get frustrated with our house formula, saying that it's very conservative. There's you know when you when you run the for numbers thirty it's years, not, yeah, yeah, I know that's. But I'm just saying. No, and for then, thirty years they've been frustrated. No, I know, yeah. I know, I I felt it as a as a wee child <laughs> that they've been frustrated. I know. Uh, but the but the why behind it though is what ends up happening is that home ownership, the quote unquote American dream, robs so many people from their income that you you pay so much out on a on a mortgage that you don't have the margin to invest and to give and to save and to do all these other things with your money because so much of it goes to the mortgage. So just that's because one you're of, pissed one of the about whys. It, just because you're pissed about interest rates, or you're pissed about house prices, or you're pissed about Dave Ramsey, none of those things give you a pass on math. Math will still kick your butt. So you don't get a pass. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you love this show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.